0: There she is, Miss Writers Get Animated 2019. Stay tuned for the best
1: shows of 2019. Good day and welcome to Writers Get Animated, a podcast about storytelling, animation, and animation. Lots and lots and lots of animation. I'm Chris Leva, And I'm Mackenzie Whirl. And today we are taking a look at all the new shows, well, most of the new shows of 2019. It's our annual episode where we just take a review of all the animation that came out over the course of the year that you may have missed and let you know what's out there so you can decide, dear listeners, for yourselves, what you want to watch. It's
0: somehow our fifth time doing this now. Fifth time doing this. Fifth time. And I feel like every time we do it, it's a struggle to find the list of everything <laughs> new in that year. It's like the the dialogue about the best animation of 2019 or whatever year it is. Doesn't get started until after the year is done. So I hope that this is a good resource to people and that you too can find things to try and nibble watch and then binge watch whatever you do.
1: Yeah, I I think what's really nice about this, it's something that I would do for myself a little bit because all these announcements come out and you're like, "Oh yeah, I want to see that when that comes out." And then when that comes out, you miss it because of something else happening, you know, life or <laughs> <laughs> something else happens. <laughs> What else is there besides life? I don't know. (laughs) I feel like that encapsulates everything. There's no and blank. (laughs) It's just life. So things get in the way of you watching that thing that you thought you were going to watch. And then you say, wait, what was it? Because more things keep happening. It's a little bit like, oh, what's topical? Like, I love Lucy and, you know, everything's... She's trying to eat all the chocolate and you're trying to just eat all the chocolate, get all the chocolate done. But there's more chocolate and more chocolate from different brands. And it's just so much chocolate. And then you're like, wait, that, that company's making chocolate? I thought they made it phones and computers. Now they have chocolate. And you're just like, oh my gosh, I'm just eating all this chocolate. I don't even know where it's coming from anymore. But it's happening.
0: That's a pretty accurate description.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and with that, that in mind... Keep in mind, just like Lucy,
0: we're going to miss some chocolates that go on on this conveyor belt, so we're not going to talk about everything, and that's okay. That doesn't mean that we didn't like it. That just means maybe we didn't see it, or (laughs) there's so many other things we want to talk about. We didn't get to that one. This is not like an endorsement of everything. We're not the judges of animation culture, although good good title for aspirational purposes. Um,
1: (laughs) We're going to talk about some things, not everything. But we want to make sure that you know what's out there so you can, we, we know how special your time is and how valuable it is. And we want you to be able to spend your time on what you want to spend your time on. And you don't have to catch everything. And that's okay. We will help you make those decisions for yourselves. Mm-hmm. We'll let you know what we're going to be watching Um, and we'll also let you know what's out there so you could decide, yeah, that sounds like something that's my bag, even though if it's not our bag, Mm -hmm. you know, it's like a bag mall, a bag store. Right. Exactly. So to start, let's talk about 2018. (laughs) (laughs) What are the, what, what are we still watching from last year? Like what are the things that maybe people didn't catch last year that we're still keeping up on? I
0: think our lists are probably pretty similar. Yeah. Um, I'll just Star say Star Wars seconded. Resistance, yeah. Yes, Star Wars Resistance. <laughs> Which will be ending in its second season, um, sad times, uh, but like they say, you have to let the past die sometimes, so. Kill it if you what, have that's to. Star <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's Star Wars life.
1: Hashtag that's Star Wars life.
0: Yes. Uh, Harvey Girls Forever, um, obviously we love. Sleeper hit of last year. Um, Dragon Prince. hmm Um, I would say I'm still watching Hilda, but there hasn't been new Hilda, so I'm watching reruns of Hilda. There won't be new Hilda until next year. But it's, it's like, if you go to Wikipedia, it's Hilda 2018 Dash. We're in the Dash right now. It's still <laughs> We're current.
1: living the Dash.
0: I'm, air quotes, still watching. <laughs> uh, Disenchantment. Yes. Um... Agretsuko, I didn't think I was going to keep sticking with actually, but I look forward to more Agretsuko, the more they
1: make. I think I had enough. That's like, fair. Like, I, I think I lived it. I enjoyed it. I think I'm I'm going to free myself, free up a little bit more time. I, I've been watching, um, because of my, my young son, we've been doing more Muppet Babies and things like that, young kid stuff family oriented stuff so I have to leave room for that so my Chris alone folding laundry time <laughs> <laughs> and what I watch during that time is uh limited
0: mm-hmm.
1: so so we're doing Muppet Babies and Unikitty keeping up with yeah, Unikitty Kitty. Oh. that's a good show that's a show that like
0: whatever I watched episode I go man that was good oh Yeah. And then it's just a show that I don't need to see every episode of, so I can see some sometimes. And I'm perfectly content with that.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. I need more shows like that. (laughs) I agree. (laughs) We we just do. So that's what's still in our lives. Those are the things that are still in our lives from last year. Let's look at this year and what is going to stay in our lives this year. What are the things that are notable? And we broke this up um, just like we did last year, which I totally forgot about, Mackenzie. So could you lead us through how we broke this up into digestible forms? Yeah, there's so much animation now. Let's talk
0: about the three main intents of making an animated show. There's animation for young audiences geared Mm -hmm. toward those audiences specifically. There's animation geared toward all ages, like you can enjoy this no matter how old you are. It's not geared toward any specific age. It's appropriate for all ages, Um, but it may be kind of complicated sometimes if you're younger age. Mm -hmm. And then there's stuff that's more like adult-oriented, not really meant for teens, probably on late at night or something that's like not as accessible to kids Uh, because it's got more jokes about... uh, Things that maybe you don't want your kids knowing about. They do, let's be honest, but maybe you don't want to encourage that. (laughs) Those are our three categories. All right. Perfect. Should we start
1: with young audiences? Let's do that. Let's let's start there. And then, you know, the people who need to do bedtime as they're listening to this, they can go do bedtime and then figure out what else to do. then they can come back and listen to the adult stuff and say, am I interested in that? Yeah.
0: So. I gotta say, I'm not normally uh, big on the young audiences category the previous years we've done this. Um, partly, I think, because I don't have a Jack who's seven. Right. It's just me <laughs> and my husband, and we're not seven. Um, but I felt like there's a lot of interesting stuff this year that,
1: like, I enjoyed. Yeah, they... What I, what I so appreciate about much of the animation that's being made for young audiences is that they know that there's usually, hopefully, hopefully, an adult in the room as well. And that adult has to watch. I mean, that's, that's the tack that I take when I write my plays for young audiences and families is that a child doesn't take themselves to a play. There has to be an adult sitting with them so what is that experience for them together and i think the younger audiences are hoping that there's a parent in the room also watching and that it's not ipad babysitter
0: and i think maybe because there's so many interesting shows in the audiences category this might be blowback from like for a long time people were gravitating towards the ipad let's just turn on youtube and see what happens which and is a, a terrible idea. Oh my really God, YouTube terrible. is terrible. There's been so much uh, controversy in the last like year, year and a half about just random algorithmically generated, air quote, kids content on the internet
1: that I well, think people are starting to invest in curated stuff again. It, it, they have titles and they say it's for kids and then you you turn it on and it's... Not, and even on the YouTube Kids app, it just, things get through and you're like, what is my child watching? Mm -hmm. And, you know. mm.
0: Algorithms, what do you know? Maybe not good at capturing everything.
1: Yes, be careful of your algorithms. (laughs) (laughs) This is hot. Uh, I would actually listen to that track. Can we record that and release it as a single? I'm sure we can. So let's talk through these shows that are for young audiences.
0: Yeah. I want to start with one that I know you liked as well because you are talking about it. Uh, Bluey. Oh, Bluey. Which is Australian, which just makes it even more charming for American audiences. Uh, I think it's on uh, Disney here in the U.S. Disney Junior, yes. <laughs> uh, or the Disney Now app where everything is. Or whatever variation of Disney app is out at the time of this listening for you, dear
1: listener. I was surprised. I was not expecting to love this show. Um, I didn't know what I was expecting, but it was not the experience that I had with it. I was not expecting that. Basically, you have a family of dogs um, mom. Us Australian shepherds. Right. Mom, dad, Bingo, who's the younger sister, and Bluey, who's the older brother. Not much older, but I think there's like maybe a year and a half, two years between them. So not not much difference. They're very similar. Uh, and it's just this family of being a family. It's remarkable. Mm-hmm. I've only watched one episode, but I can't wait to watch more. Like, the the three people in my family were cracking up because it's silly, it's ridiculous, but it's also so very authentic to what we hope a family could be. It's so charming. I can't emphasize
0: <laughs> it enough. Like, everything about this show is charming. The accent, the animation. Mm. um while I think that the... there There is a plot, which is really nice as an adult watching a show for young audiences. <laughs> right. There's a plot, but it's very like through a child's eye. So like right. the challenges are like getting distracted by bubbles being blown at a fair. Mm. And we spend a moment like watching kids catch bubbles. You're like, that's okay. That's part of the plot for this child. <laughs> and there's also mom and dad having conversations that you would hear as a
1: kid. And as an adult, you're like, I know exactly what they're talking about. I, I really liked the the one that I watched was the very first episode where it's, it's about taking turns. Like the problem is that Bluey won't give his sister Bingo a chance to do something. Like that's the conflict. And I love that that's the conflict because that's small and real and good for kids. Like, give give me a turn, I want a turn. And they're playing with their dad and it's like, give me a turn, I want to turn and they don't get it. And then Bluey pulls out the magic xylophone that when they hit it, dad becomes frozen and stays frozen until they hit the xylophone again and then he chases after them, angry that they froze him. It's not really magic, it's just, Obviously a family game, like, no, not the magic xylophone. Um, But the dad is totally committed to it. The dad freezes. He doesn't move. He doesn't blink. He's just frozen there no matter what happens. They draw on his face. They do other stuff to him. Um, They put a hose in his face. Like, (laughs) he's totally committed. Um, And he's, like, trying to – the mom's leaving for work, and she's like, oh – you froze dad. Oh, well, make sure you unfreeze him soon so he can go to the bathroom at times. But she doesn't help him. She's just like, gotta go, bye. <laughs> Which I just love. She's like, I'd love to take it to work so I could freeze my boss, you know. Bye, guys. <laughs> I'm just like, that's so great. Uh, and we were just laughing. All three of us were, were just laughing throughout, like this poor dad. But also, he's... You can see that he loves his kids. And I know that that you know, Mackenzie, that I'm a sucker for a show with a good father. Yeah, I watched it. I was like, oh man, Chris is gonna love this show. <laughs> I don't know why animation can't have more good fathers. I just, just a father that puts in effort and tries and loves and is good, please. Thank mm-hmm. you, Bluey. Thank you so much. I can't wait to watch more. It And it like, it acknowledges that kids don't live simple
0: lives and they're complicated. Uh, I've only seen one episode. I love it. I don't know if I'm gonna watch more because I just, I, I don't have a jack in my life. But right. I did love it. Um, in the episode I watched like, they introduced Bluey's friend. I forget her name. Um, but her mother has her like on a strict like, hippie diet, basically like she's vegan, non-GMO, and they're just trying to find a snack they can share. And there's no judgment about her diet or anything. It's just like the struggle is like, I want to find something that I can eat with my friend. Yeah,
1: I was like, that's great. What a great idea for kids. We we had that um, for Jack, who has you know some food allergies. They're always like, well, what can he have? Can he have this? I was like, can he have, what can he what can he eat? <laughs> Try an apple. Apples work.
0: <laughs> yep. So, Bluey, first one. Ding! Gold star. Uh. Um, I also saw uh, Molly of Denali, which I thought was really charming. Yeah, on PBS Kids. Yeah, it's. it reminds me of something. I don't know what.
1: It feels slightly... Um, slightly Dora the Explorer-esque, but not quite that level. She doesn't, yeah, like, she doesn't talk to the audience. There's not that solving a mystery kind of thing. It's like Dora and Arthur
0: yeah. and, um, I don't know, like Reading Rainbow.
1: Yeah, exploring a, a culture. Show. Here's Here's a culture that's totally different from you, but it's not totally different from you. And it's just a really cool kid who's out there living her life. It just looks different than where you are. Mm-hmm. But it's all the same things that all the kids are, that every kid goes through. Yeah. It's a main character, girl of color, um,
0: living her culture. In the and they time. have like the live action segments at the end, too, to say, like, look, it's not just a cartoon. Here are the real people who have this life, mm-hmm. which is really cool. Um, I watched one where they made, like, a Alaskan native, I'm using air quotes, ice cream. I forget what it was called. And it was made of moose fat, and that was the whole plot. <laughs> and it looked good when they showed the live-action segment at the end, but the description was like, oh, moose fat. Okay, yeah, okay.
1: It was <laughs> a very Arthur plot, uh, which I really enjoyed. Hmm. Yeah, I, I thought it was really charming. Mm-hmm. I, I looked... Jack was not with me to watch that one. Um, That was uh, Chris Folding Laundry at 11 p.m. (laughs) Not 11, but like, you know, 9.45. I hope one of the writers of the show listens to this and goes, yes, it's my intended
0: audience. (laughs) Yes, (laughs) apparently. Alone at night, 11.45, watching PBS Kids, Molly of Denali.
1: (laughs) So, um, yeah, what, what else can young audiences look forward to. Do we want to talk about, um, did you watch Corn and Peg? I only
0: watched a little bit bit of Corn and Peg. Um, I got the idea. It seemed
1: very Canadian and solid. It's a Nickelodeon show, Corn and Peg, a unicorn and a Pegasus, uh, young kids and a world where there are only Horses, unicorns, and Pegasus, Pegas, Pegasi that are not, that's not My Little Pony. But yeah. It, but it. You could easily mistake it for My
0: Little Pony branding wise.
1: But they are all clothes and they live normal lives except they're hooved
0: and
1: Horse. Yeah, they're ready
0: for a hoofing good time and things like that. Yeah, they,
1: they live in hoofing or they don't live. They have a train that goes to Hoofing Hills. I'm like, is that like Hawking Hills? You know, it's <laughs> my Ohio, like, oh cool, they have like a Hawking Hills. Um Yeah, I what am I want to say? It is I think it skews much younger. Um, It is charming. It's sweet. And I don't think, though, that as an adult watching it with kids, that the adults would have as much fun with it. Yeah, it felt like the more in line with like traditional classic like kids show formula. It does it well. It's just it follows that model. Yeah. It doesn't there's not that interaction asking the kids questions like, should we go on this train now? They don't do that. But it feels very much like Yeah, we know we know that we know this this is on an iPad and that mm-hmm. the parent is in the kitchen cleaning or something, making dinner. <laughs> so it does it feels safe for if you want your kid to watch something wholesome that has um friends trying to help and they had a whole song about do good like let's do good let's let's do the right thing they have a whole s- fun snazzy song about that but it's not sit down with your kids and enjoy um corn and peg as a family it's here you kids go why don't you why don't i turn on corn and peg and i can finally go to the bathroom for the first time today <laughs> yeah like go have a nice time sitting there quietly thank yeah. you I'm going to read a book in the bathroom and drink water for the first time today.
0: Kind of similar um, Gigantosaurus on Disney. Mm -hmm. Um, I would describe it similar ways. It's it's a great iPad show. Uh, You might not enjoy it as an adult, but the art style is really unique in this one. It looks like a
1: storybook. It does. It feels like a picture book come to life. Jack really loves Gigantosaurus. Oh, like, he, we there's already a Gigantosaurus fan in the Raiders Get Animated Family. I didn't even know this. Yeah, he loves it. Um, he loves dinosaurs. I mean, we're going to go see Jurassic World Live next week. Oh my gosh. Can't wait. Um, Jurassic World Live? Jurassic World Live. Uh, like the movie? The Yeah, but puppets. You know how they make live shows. <laughs> Anyway, he enjoyed Gigantosaurus. He, he loves, I, I did not, um, what do I want to say? How do I want to put this? I enjoyed it for what it is, but it's not something that I would watch with Jack. Like if, if we had a choice, there'd be a choice between, hey, what would you like to watch? Let's watch something together as a family. If he says, I want to watch Gigantosaurus. I would say, great, I'm going to go. <laughs> I'll go take care of this and I'll meet you back here at, in 20 minutes.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Not that it's bad. I think it's totally great. The friendships are really cool. The art, it's really beautiful to look at. Oh, it, yeah. It's just the the issues that they have. There's not a lot there for um, an adult to watch with their kids. And there's not a lot of discussion points to have. You know, with your kid at that point, the lesson's pretty much there. And in the sense, there's not a lot of lesson. It's like, hey, we we figured out this problem, and somehow the gigantosaurus got involved randomly (laughs) towards the end. Yeah, I don't really understand the namesake of
0: the show, but I only watched one episode, so
1: it's basically the same thing throughout. So whatever, I don't know which episode you saw, but that's basically how they all work. So the Gigantixaurus is like the deus ex machina-saurus. Correct. Okay, got it. Every time. Somehow. All right. Somehow. Thank you, Giganto. Now I know. Yep. Okay.
0: Uh, Anything else in the young audiences category you want to call
1: out? I don't think so. There was one that I was looking forward to watching, but I think it got cancelled, and I don't know if it's going to air ever. I couldn't find anything about it, which was Yabba Dabba Dinosaurs. Did that not air? It has not aired yet. Okay, and they that's going to be on the
0: Boomerang subscription thing, right?
1: Yeah, it did not air, and the only articles I found were that it's already been cancelled.
0: Yeah. But it seems like Boomerang cancelled everything. I'm not sure if that's because they're moving to HBO Max, presumably in the future. I, Streaming I, services, etc. We'll talk more
1: about that. I don't know how it works. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure. <laughs> okay, but I think I think I think that covers it for the the things that I wanted to talk about for young audiences. Okay, so let's move into
0: uh, all ages where we've talked about. Um, some of these things that I really liked in the past, we've already talked about Amphibia in a different episode and uh, not really new, but Young Justice Outsiders, aka season three of Young Justice, aka continued after like almost a decade off the air.
1: <laughs> I will say this. Um, yeah, I'd only watched like a couple episodes of Amphibia when we did our talk about Amphibia and my family's totally on board. Like okay, Jack wants to be Sprig for Halloween. He's like... He loves Amphibia. He listens to the theme song on his headphones, on his iPad, like on repeat. And it's a 40-second long theme song. And he (laughs) was just on repeat. One of the first GIFs that I sent him, not a gift, but a GIF, GIF, that I sent my son was of Hop Pop Dancing. So, Does Jack have, like, an iPod Touch now or something? He, he has an iPad, so ah. uh, he knows how to send iMessages. And the best part is he knows how to conjure con- – I say conjure. Conjure Siri by holding the button. <laughs> I like the idea of conjuring Siri. That's way better. <laughs> right? He holds the button. But he knows how Rochelle and my wife and I, like, bring up Siri. And he holds the button and he goes, hey, Siri – like he doesn't have to say "Hey Siri," but he always starts there, and he always <laughs> tries to like talk to her about getting him something. He's like, "Please turn off my iPad. It's time to turn it off." She's like, "To turn off your iPad, press this button." Oh, but, she tells you how to do it. That's good. Yeah, it's really interesting. Like uh, this relationship, but he he's always like, "Play the Amphibia theme song and play this," but he or show me pictures of Hop Pop. So that could be really dangerous, right? So I'm trying to. <laughs> We're trying to be careful. We're trying to be careful. <laughs> we try to monitor when he's on that thing and what he's asking. But thankfully, he doesn't know how to Google search except to say, hey, Siri. So I always run over. Hey, Siri, what are you? Run over. What are you looking Hi. at? What's going on? What's the cool thing you found today, buddy? <laughs> so Amphibia gets the live of family approval from all three of us. We, we, mm-hmm. we can't wait for part two next year. Yeah, I need to catch up more. Oh, I seen just a smattering. Still. It gets so much better. Like at the towards the end of it, you're like, it it ends. It's a, a rare, um, type C cliffhanger where it ties mm-hmm. everything up, but it leaves it emotionally open. Oh, it's so good! Uh, like a whole season of Doctor Who. Got it. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. If yeah,
1: really good. Okay.
0: Um, I feel like there's some stuff that I found hard to find, but I've seen some clips of online. I didn't believe this until I started doing more research. I didn't know there was a new Scooby Doo show, a new entry right. in the Scooby Doo universe, which I saw it on Twitter. Other people are saying it. They probably didn't hear it here first, but we said it first years Scooby ago. Scooby Doo universe. Years ago, we said it. We predicted it.
1: Uh, Scooby Doo universe. <laughs>
0: um, there's a new show, Scooby Doo and Guess Who, and so if you liked the show where Scooby-Doo teams up with random celebrities, both fictional and real, to solve mysteries. Uh, But you thought, what if these were more modern celebrities? Good news. You too can now see Scooby-Doo and Sia solve a mystery, or (laughs) Scooby-Doo and Kenan solve a mystery. Or Scooby-Doo and Smash Mouth. Smash Mouth, Ricky Gervais. Um, some of them not-so-modern, Urkel, for some reason.
1: <laughs> uh, I don't—what I I, what I appreciate about the show, like, it, it took—it does feel and look somehow that it's still a continuation from the 70s. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's meant to look like that show so you could just put them both together and kids are going to be happy. It's like, yeah. But it's like, here's this. It doesn't have the laugh track, which, like— raises it 50 points already like (laughs) boom got rid of the laugh track and then on on top of that it also is like yes we're still that show and we're doing the stuff of that show but we're also going to comment on that show which is so good i don't know which episode you watched i haven't found a whole episode because i don't have boomerang if you if you get the boomerang app this is for our our listeners as well. If you get the Boomerang app, you can watch the first episode for free. Oh, okay. It is available. I'm going to start doing this. This yeah. makes it better. So, starring basketball star Chris Paul.
0: I I don't mean this as an insult to uh, the esteemed Chris Paul. Uh, but who? Yes, guess who? It's Chris Paul.
1: Um, I, I actually don't know who that no, is. No, I don't know who it is either. <laughs> okay. I, this is... <laughs> <laughs> but I, I just love the the plot of it is there's an art school and the sign on the sign on the front of the building says art school so they're trying to save this art school be- so Chris Paul the basketball player is participating in a golf tournament to be able to teach the kids at the art school bowling oh <sighs> It's so funny the way that they're like, wait, you're doing what? He's like, yes, I want to teach these kids at the art school bowling. They're like, wait, you're a basketball player playing in a golf tournament to teach kids at an art school how to bowl? Like, it it was just really spot on. And then I just love the moment where they have them, they're at the start of the golf tournament trying to find out who this swamp monster is and They're like introducing the people participating in it. They're like, this person who's a real estate developer who's trying to (laughs) da da da. And they're like, oh, it's totally him. Like, it's this guy who's a curmudgeon who hates children and art. And like, oh my gosh, he's the swamp monster. It's just so. Really well done. And I, I laughed so hard. And I know the last time we talked about Scooby-Doo, I talked about how I don't laugh at Scooby-Doo, but <laughs> I laughed so much in this episode. It was so funny. Okay, Be- I really can't wait to watch it now then. Yeah, <laughs> you will you will laugh at it, especially in the beginning. I mean, there's just, it's ridiculous and in a okay. good way.
0: Oh, Scooby-Doo, make it a comeback. Oh. Uh, I'm to think what else. What's something that I was equally passionate about as Chris is about Scooby-Doo? Infinity Train, have you watched this yet?
1: Yeah, I watched the first episode. It was thoroughly delighted, confused, and intrigued. Yeah, it's very trippy.
0: It's, uh, man, a few years ago they were, it's like Cartoon Network sometimes does. They're like, look at this short. And they post it on YouTube and the infinity train had a short that they had on youtube like in 2016 2017 something like that it's like the most viewed comment on shared version of this that cartoon network has had or something hmm. so of course it's a show uh season one apparently there will be more uh it's just 10 episodes of 11 minutes very short you can binge whole thing that aired all in a week and it's like Steven Universe level mythos, um, with a little bit of Teen Titans Go splashed in there, um, but also like a realistic rural Wisconsin girl who likes to code with real rural Wisconsin family life and problems.
1: Yeah, with that which the opening of this child of divorce and all these things like going on. I was like, I was not expecting to be hit emotionally. I thought this was about a weird train. Like what's going on? Oh, it gets so much more emotional. You have no idea, prepare to cry. Well, the fact I was watching it and I was like, this is where we're starting. Like this is the opening punch. (laughs) This is like where we, where we're starting. I can't wait to see where it's gonna end up because when she tries to leave the train and she's in the middle of nowhere, you're just like, it's just a massive mystery. And it's it's exciting.
0: So. I, I can't recommend it enough. You should definitely watch it. Um, you haven't even met Atticus the Corgi yet. King of Corginia.
1: No, I have not. Ah, uh, I think he's in like the second episode. Well, I'm very close then. Cause I've seen <sighs> the first one. I mean it, <laughs> Yeah, there you go. You're about to meet him. Yay! So, (laughs) Infinity Train, if you want to have feelings and be amazed by some craziness. Yes. Big imagination. Big imagination. Uh, Speaking of big imagination, Archibald's next big thing. Oh, yes. Jack is already like 12 episodes in on this one. (laughs) And we just started watching it today. You checked in on him, like, more than an hour ago at this point. He's probably,
0: like, 17 episodes in now.
1: It's currently not playing on on the, the TV. I, it looks like it's stopped. <laughs> I think my wife finally awoke from her nap or, or something to, like, put a kibosh on that. Like, hey, we're done. And we're done. <laughs> I don't know that I... I've only seen the first episode... Like
0: both the shorts in that first episode so far, I don't know that I understand this show yet. I think I like it. It's definitely. Was <laughs> the first episode? I forget which one I watched, but like in the first minute, there's a big joke where like Archibald's going downstairs. It's this whole build up of like you see a Steve Zissou like diorama of his house, that he goes through all the rooms to get down where his brothers and sister are waiting for breakfast. They have bowls the cereal, and see Archibald's finally up. We can eat breakfast, and he pulls a bowl of cereal for himself. And there's a pause, and they all throw their bowl of cereal on the ground, and they just <laughs> violently hammer their heads
1: like chickens would eating their breakfast. <laughs> and Jack couldn't stop laughing at that point. Like he was he was he was hooked. Like that that was it. The thing that I like about it is there's the basic. Here's the basic thing: is that. Archibald is somebody who ends up doing the wrong thing getting distracted making a mistake everyone expects him to do the wrong thing but he so wants to do the right thing but he always stays positive and is hoping that he can just make it to the next big thing and be okay and I think that's a theme that My family needs every now and again, (laughs) which is like, look, it's not the way you expected it to go, but it's going to somehow work out like, you know, you want to support, you want to do the right thing. Um, He loses his ticket to get on the ship and his brothers lift him up and like shake him and like, oh, we found it. Here it is. He's Like, I found it. Here's my ticket. (laughs) But then he misses the boat because he sees some breakdancing otters. He's like, oh. Breakdancing what? Otters, yes please, and like, goes off to watch. Like, cause you would, you would watch that. Anybody <sighs> anybody would watch
0: that. And it's voiced by Tony Hale, so it's it's delightfully charming in like how well-meaning the voice acting is.
1: Right. You instantly care about this person because there's nothing bad. There's nothing bad and threatening. And it's based on a book that that Tony Hale wrote.
0: Oh. I didn't even know that. Yeah. Tony Hale's so talented. I realize more about Tony Hale
1: every year. And he, he's just delightful. He just seems like somebody that you would love. Hopefully, you know, I, I just hope for more more Archibald. He's just a sweet character. Mm-hmm. And, he, and his best friend's a little bee that doesn't talk.
0: <laughs> right? So he's a reason to like talk to himself in every situation, because his best friend, the bee, is right there.
1: And Brilliant right And my wife's like, what's up with the bee? And I'm like, that's just his friend. She's like... But why? Why? I'm like I don't know. It's just B. Yeah. It's just B. Come on. <laughs> but yeah, Jack. Jack from the very first episode, he was he was watching it, and then he saw something. He's like, I remember that from the trailer. <laughs> when was there a trailer? You know, when you go to Netflix and you linger on something and it starts, oh. it's like I. Okay. No, he didn't say trailer. He said preview. Mm. I remember that from the preview uh, at 7 in this stage day,
0: day and age jack already knows the difference between preview and trailer What so. have we done
1: <laughs> Oh man Yeah it's we I think I was going to say, I think our family will watch more. Like, I think I'll watch more. <laughs> I have to catch up with my family <laughs> on it. Here's, here's a really funny thing, though. My, my wife made fun of me. This is slightly off topic, but we were going through Netflix and I was flipping through. And I was like, we had just watched Archibald. I'm like, why is it recommending Dave Chappelle to Jack? And then we realized that we were on my login and there's just as many cartoons on mine (laughs) as Jack's. And I I thought I was on Jack's login on his uh, profile and was like, why are they trying to show Jack Dave Chappelle?
0: I get that. I recently, I I made the big switch and I've asked for thoughts and prayers from everyone. Um, I've changed my Netflix account from co-paying with my old roommates from like five years ago to my husband's Netflix account so we can both use the same login on the same TV. And I've had to reteach Netflix everything I like and what it should be showing me. Um, So I get, I added all the cartoons first. It's like, we think you'll like all this terrible trash that's on Netflix. No, (laughs) no, I don't Netflix. I am not a four-year-old. I'm an adult. Don't keep asking me if this is a kid's profile. (laughs) let me go add in the iron lady and some other like drama films <laughs> just so you Thanks know Netflix. zodiac
1: <laughs> oh what so what else so archibald that's another one so
0: i guess on top of netflix i'd be remiss without mentioning this i haven't seen enough of this to really fully give it my endorsement um but because you're talking about what Jack loves, I feel like I can talk about what my husband loves, uh, which is Carmen Sandiego on Netflix. Oh, um, we, yeah. I'm not familiar enough with the entire mythos of Carmen Sandiego, <laughs> but apparently this is a a nice, bold reimagining. That no matter it's like the new Ducktales. No matter what yeah. form of Carmen Sandiego you like, there's something in this new show for you.
1: Yeah, I agree. Okay, have you seen it? I yeah, yeah. I, I enjoyed okay. Carmen Sandiego. It's it's really interesting that it's trying to. It's exactly that. It's trying to give good dramaturgy to something that was just ridiculous. <laughs> it's like here's a family of ducks, and then here's there is a thief who wears red. Like why would why would a thief, a master thief, who's trying not to get caught, wear name red? Is Carmen, duh. I'm coming, San Diego. I'm wearing my fedora, my huge like dark wing duck hat and my red overcoat and I'm going after everything. And, and, and it's
0: even got her like, what are they? The, the Boston sidekicks from like some other show in the past that nobody watched.
1: Yeah. It, it's, it's really amazing what they, what they were pulling in. And I have, um, I mean, I played Carmen Sandiego on my Apple II computer. Like <laughs> I love Carmen Sandiego as, as just like a concept. And this is making her interesting and giving her a backstory and giving her a reason to steal things and a reason to be ostentatious, to try to get caught and you know just to show a really cool character but give her a reason for existing. Mm-hmm. I've only seen the first episode, but um, I, I really did enjoy it. I think the first time I saw it, I was exhausted, though like, this is really good, but I don't know how much more I could watch. Like, I need to go to bed. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was the only thing that stopped me from watching more, I think. That's fair. <laughs> um, i trying to think what else I saw. Did you watch Pinky Malinky at all? I watched one episode of Pinky Malinky, yes. What, okay. what are your thoughts about Pinky Malinky?
0: I liked it. I'm trying to remember the entire background. I think, like, Nickelodeon... Produced this but they sold it to Netflix so it's like years after it was made it's now airing or something but it's from the same people who did uh, the adventures of gumball so it's like similar concept and style Mm -hmm. Um, it's like a a anthropomorphic hot dog who's been (laughs) adopted by this family like you do yeah and so it's like the adventures of the hot dog and the sibling uh, but mom and dad are there too. And it's like a mix of animation styles. I watched one where they're trying to get like their outdoorsing badge for like the scouts knockoff because they don't want to be indoor scouts.
1: (laughs) I for me, it was just a little. It was just a little too far, like (laughs) uh,
0: like my too much happening.
1: Yeah, my brain was just like, I don't know what I'm supposed to be paying attention to. It was a lot like when we watched. um Pickle and peanut or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yes, I can see why some of this is funny. And the absurdity is part of it. But it, it got a little too absurd too quickly. And I was I was just feeling a little lost in there. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying it's not necessarily for me personally. Yeah. and I, I will say my, my
0: preferred method of watching Gumball is like whole scenes... On YouTube, mm. it's like I don't want to follow Gumball, but I really want to see like the really amazing writing they do and pull off, and animation feats they do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so watch like this seven minute clip on YouTube that usually Cartoon Network has uploaded.
1: <laughs> Perfect, ideal situation for me. So that would be um, you would recommend Pinky Malinky to folks.
0: If, I if would. Yes. You like
1: Gumball, or. Shows that are a little bit more out there out there and wacky.
0: It's intense.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And not like a drama
0: way. It's intense in a comedy way. Right. I know you're
1: thinking, but how? What does that mean? You'll know. <laughs> um, one, th- one show that surprised me because I didn't know what I would be getting is um, Victor and Valentino on Cartoon oh, yeah. Network. Did you watch that? I have seen a couple episodes. Um,
0: I, For me, it's a lot like Craig of the Creek. Like I like this. Um, not enough for me to like watch religiously, but sure. if I need some downtime, I'll just open up the Cartoon Network app when it doesn't suck, because uh, it's kind of not liking me right now. <laughs> and I'll just turn on an episode of something that I don't watch all the time. And Victor and Valentina would be one of those things that I do.
1: Yeah, it's it's fun. It's there's a nice mythology to it. You know, two brothers, um, and going through some things on like uh, some Mexican mythology, like the the coyote being this trickster character. God, um, I don't know if you've seen that one, but that one's you know they break break open this doll and they let loose coyote and he starts causing pranks and causing problems. And it's like, this is really strange, but fun. And, (laughs) you know, it felt familiar, but also strange. And it was just really funny. And the, the animation is bright and fun and the characters are a little ridiculous. Yeah. I would, I would watch more. Okay. Yeah. I, I thought it was fun. I don't as you said, I don't know if I would religiously go like I have to I can't wait to watch the next episode, but yeah, it was it was fun. It's a lot of fun. I would watch a few episodes of it. There we go. What what else did you have you uh watched and enjoyed or watched and would like to talk about?
0: I've watched more. Um I think for me those are all the highlights that I want to for sure hit today in the all ages category. Okay. Is there anything else you
1: want to hit? I would like to say a word for two other things real quick. Just real quick. Just to say. Oh, take your time. Hey, You people, have all the time you want. So one would be The Last Kids on Earth on Netflix, which is surprising. Um, I didn't know <laughs> what it would be. And I was definitely not expecting it to be an hour long. Yeah, I thought it was a show, but it's like going to be a serialized set of mini movies or something. Yeah, each each an hour long. I was I was watching it and I'm like, wow, these this is a long episode. It must be like just the first episode opening. And then I paused and looked. It's like an hour. <laughs> it's like okay, I may not watch this whole thing. And every time that I felt myself go like, maybe I'll pause it now and come back to it, it I would not. So I just it's like you know what. I'm going to get through all three loads of laundry tonight and I'm going to enjoy this and watch the whole thing. So after I was done with laundry, this is, I guess this is my constant thing. People now know how I watch cartoons. So I finished laundry and I just sat there and just watched the rest of it. I didn't even move. I was still sitting on the floor. Didn't move to the couch. It was like totally into this, this movie. Um, there were some things that I was like, well, that feels a little dated, but they also, it, it feels like a show from my childhood, but with the smarts of shows now.
0: See, I would have said a show from my childhood, like a 2002 Cartoon Network show. But really? So like subvert what that means.
1: I guess, yeah, I would take that, but it also takes in some ingredients from 80s mm. and like what kids' movies were and kid archetypes from the 80s. So maybe it scoops characters from the 80s into something from, you know, the late 90s and then filters it through our 2019 world. It's, it's very Scott Pilgrim-esque in a way. Like mm-hmm. it, it has, but it also feels a little bit like Zombie Land for for younger people.
0: Yeah, it's like even the main character lives in a fully realized fantasy universe. He still lives inside a fantasy universe in his head, right? He's, and
1: events that happen are completely different to him compared to other people. Right, he's trying to survive the apocalypse. Uh, which has zombies and monsters and I I guess that's enough. Zombies and monsters and he's trying to and he he just views it all like a video game. Like he's trying to get achievements to keep himself going, to keep himself trying to do something and accomplish something so he's not just surviving. He's trying to make it interesting for himself. Hmm. But it it ends on a really interesting mystery. So definitely a type B cliffhanger where you tie it up and uh oh there's a new problem coming up. I mean bigger not necessarily bigger than the apocalypse but it starts to like it starts to grow a little bit. There's
0: world building.
1: Yeah, you start to wonder what's really happening. But yeah, I I I can't wait for the next part of it. It's not for I would say if, if it's a kid who's like 10 or 11, so it's a little bit too much for Jack, I would say for like five, six, seven, eight, somewhere in Mm -hmm. that range, I would wait till they get to like 10 or 11, 14, 15 would probably enjoy it a lot. So that's fair. I could see that. Yeah. And then the other one is 12 forever which feels like a nice, it's also a Netflix. It's a nice book, um, book to infinity train where mm. it's a very real girl going through a real emotional thing and growing up and getting older, but also going to this weird and wild, absurd place. Um, we don't know if that's a real thing. My wife's like, is that a real place? Is that in her head? I'm like, I don't know yet. We've this is the first episode. <laughs> but yeah. but I just like that there was that juxtaposition of this is a young girl who's trying to go through something who's going through something. Her mom's asking her to get rid of stuff and she's trying to collect all the things from her childhood and save them so she takes them to this place where she's I don't know. Well, there's all these crazy monster things. And it's just really It's like a surreal. separate
0: adventure time world that she
1: goes to. Right. Adjacent to the real world. Yeah. And whether she actually goes there or mentally goes there, it doesn't necessarily matter. But I, Yeah. I watched the first episode and it,
0: it felt like some things didn't click for me in that one. Sure. I appreciated some of what it was doing. I think that one is also canceled already too. Is it really? Yeah.
1: Oh, sad. But you have all the rest of the episodes to look forward to. That's true. And I do want to watch them because, like I said, it it struck me. Anytime that you have a real character going through something, I don't care how absurd something gets, as long as the characters are realized and interesting. And maybe that's where Pinky Malinky and I just didn't didn't mesh. Yeah. Yeah, they're not like...
0: characters with problems.
1: Right. And if yeah. they were, I wouldn't care what their world if became. If they were hot dog or not hot dog. Yeah, that doesn't even matter, you know. Yeah. I mean, when you think of the absurdity of... Um, a mouse doing something like this is a mouse in an airplane. That's what this cartoon is about. Like, that's ridiculous just on its own. But, you know, if it's somebody with a real problem, it gets gets interesting. I did watch some more things, but I think those are the ones that I wanted to really bring, bring to the forefront. The stamp of approval. Yeah. Bam. Definitely.
0: Okay. So let's move on to the adult-oriented category, which probably won't take a lot of time. It seems like while there was a lot of new stuff in this category last year, there wasn't as much this year. And we've already talked about how much we love Tuca and Birdie, which is also canceled
1: already. That is that that broke my heart. I know I'm still reeling. That broke my heart. Uh, (sighs) I, I really I really loved what Tuca and Birdie did in terms of showing real characters having a real struggle, but showing that internal life in a really strange, absurd way, like that, that encapsulated it. It was so interesting and bizarre in a good, grounded, emotional way. Yeah. It. I don't think there's
0: ever been anything like it, and I'm not sure anything can replace it, but I certainly hope it inspires a whole generation of people. And I can't wait to see what people put out because this existed
1: to show people that it can exist. So I hope if you haven't seen it, that you go watch it. Yeah. Go watch. Show Netflix
0: they're wrong. Right. As long as again, adult oriented category.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Don't watch this one with your kids. You will find out like, in 10 seconds. Less than that. You won't make it through the theme song right. without knowing that was a mistake. <laughs> so, what what else was out there? I know there were there were a couple of other ones that I was like, I thought I would like this, but for adult-oriented stuff. Yeah. Um,
0: the only one that I kept seeing come up, I don't
1: have Amazon Prime, so I haven't been able to watch it. Uh, a show called Undone. Do you, what what do you know about it? Because uh, I, I did not get a chance to watch that particular one. Oh man,
0: I know so little about it. Let me even just <laughs> Google a plot summary.
1: <sighs> I should have prepared for this question. I'm sorry, I just didn't know <laughs> about that one. I watched oh, like fine. six other things.
0: <laughs> Undone explores the elastic nature of reality through its central character, Alma. After getting to a near-fatal car accident, Alma discovers she has a new relationship with time and he uses this ability to find out the truth about her father's death. Thanks, Wikipedia. I want to um, watch that. That sounds great. It sounds like it'd be really trippy and interesting. I guess also the animation's supposed to be fairly trippy. Um, same production company as Tuca and Birdie and... Um, Bojack Horseman, but I think a very different style, whereas Tuk and Birdie is like a little more in line with stuff they've done before. This is like way different, Further. I think. Well, I look
1: forward to not seeing having it. seen it. Yeah. So if you have Amazon, let's, check it out. Let's all check it out. <laughs> <laughs> I did watch one that I thought I was going to like, and I ended up not liking it. I don't know if you watched um, Tick Tone. I don't know anything about that. What is that? So Tigtone, T-I-G-T-O-N-E, one word, is on Adult Swim. I thought I would like it. I, I honestly did because it it's it takes place in a fake fantasy world, medieval world, um, where there's this hero Tigtone and he wants to. Sp- to save things and go on quests, but it's also commenting on it and it's bloody and ridiculous. Um, the animation is a little strange because it looks like paintings that came to life. They use like weird motion capture on it. So they the animators will lip sync to the voice actors. And because of This is really strange. So because of the way that their motion capture works, they clamp themselves into what looks like a medieval torture device so their head doesn't move, and they perform the motion capture to animate. And it's weird because it looks like this painting is stretching, and it's not... I don't know. I thought I would like it, and it just didn't resonate with me, but I thought I would mention it because it does look different than things that are out there and it does feel different. So if you are into bloody, ridiculous things just happening, don't need characters, but like random violence, um, you might enjoy Tick-Tone. And that's bloody, comma, ridiculous, not bloody, ridiculous. Correct. Bloody, okay. comma, ridiculous. <laughs> There's just some. There's just some random stuff that happens. He sl- he finds this dagger that will bring, like, bring to life people who have died. So he, one of his partners, dies, and he stabs them to bring them back to life. And he stabs them again because he doesn't want their help. And then he tries to stab them again and bring them back to life, and they're like, "No, it only works one time." So like that, that person's just dead now. Um, and I'm just like, what, what, um, which I thought that that part was funny. And, but there were some other things I'm like, this is just not, it's not motivated by character. It's just stuff happening. And if you enjoy ridiculous, bloody, funny stuff happening, you mean check it out, check it out. I did. I did laugh at the joke, like. Here's the per- here's the the monarch king queen. Is the the character's name and it's a two headed person with a king and a queen as their heads. It's like king queen. And I, it was just strange. Okay. But that's what you will get from TikTok. I was th- thought you were going to say that's what you're going to get from Adult Swim. That too, <laughs> which
0: it, is also accurate.
1: It, it feels very. Like I've seen some Adult Swim stuff and that's some very Adult Swim stuff. It's (laughs) very Adult Swim. That's fair. (laughs) And I also watched, this is also on Adult Swim, which is uh, Laser Wolf. Oh, how was that? That's another show I don't understand, by the way. I I don't understand it. It's about a wolf with a laser and there's another wolf with a laser on his back. And they, they're they friends with a character called Stupid Horse. The, the episode that I saw, they were playing basketball and Stupid Horse finally went into play and broke his legs. And so God sent him to Milwaukee to be with all the other losers. But it turned out that Stupid Horse was too cool for them because he said something about he said a oh, "that's what she said" joke. They're like, "Oh my god, he's amazing! He, you don't belong here in Milwaukee. You belong somewhere else. You're too cool for here." And I was just like, "I don't, I don't understand this." Okay, but the design of it is kind of fun. The voice acting is different and and fun, but like, don't don't expect a lot story wise. Okay. Like just just you're you're not watching it for story. <laughs> Which like there's there's two types of adult animation, generally speaking. There's like the adult animation that's like, hey, we're gonna give you something that that means a little bit more, and it might be bloody, and it might be absurd, it might be sexualized, but we're gonna make it interesting and turn it into a character. You get like something like Tuca and Birdie. And there's ones that we won't do any character stuff. We'll just make it sexual or cursing or um, bloody. And we'll just do that because we can, because it's for adults and adults don't need story and character. Mm -hmm. And then you usually put that on Adult Swim. It becomes like this Dadaist idea of what being a, like, stunted adult is. Right. It feels both... It feels... Totally immature by thinking that blood, guts, and sex, and curse words makes it mature. You're right. It feels totally immature by trying as
0: hard as possible to come off as mature. Right. Adult swim. It's like a teenager says, like, no, I can drink. I can hold my alcohol.
1: Right. Watch me drink these 21 shots. It feels like a 16-year-old's idea of adulthood.
0: Hmm. Hmm. Sometimes I just want to go back in time and slap sixteen-year-old Mackenzie. Right? Well, not just McKenzie, go to bed. But like, come on, just get over
1: yourself. Everyone's to go back in time and slap sixteen-year-old Mackenzie. <laughs> I've been for myself, but I will also go back <laughs> in time and help help with that. Thank you. I appreciate You're it. You're welcome. Uh, so. We record this
0: episode, we typically do this in the fall. Um, animation by the nature of it sometimes, uh, when we're talking about the best stuff of the year, not all of it has come out yet. So we can't judge all of it, but uh some things just to call out, like we're we're not done with 2019. There might still be more great stuff. Check these out. Uh I know we've talked about looking forward to the Rocketeers for a while, like a young audience show on Disney. Yeah. Um Wizards, the final part in the Tales of Arcadia trilogy of series stuff that started with Troll Hunters. Um, that's coming out later this year. Maybe wrapping it up on how many seasons there are. I don't know. Um, <laughs> Primal, um, which is having like a theatrical run in L.A. I don't really know what's going on there. Making eligible for an Oscar, maybe. But it's a mini series <laughs> from Getting Tartakovsky. On Cartoon Network yeah yeah exactly um disney plus is coming so presumably some animation with that that we haven't seen before including marvel's what if um some other stuff hbo <laughs> max oh yeah hbo max next coming year stuff like with gremlins gremlins looking forward to that i haven't seen any gremlins movies and i feel like a bad person for that so i'm gonna have to go watch the gremlins movies so I can watch this Gremlins TV show that I'm excited to watch and see. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and there'll be another animated Star Trek on CBS All Access. Yeah. That's next year, too? Yeah.
0: I I know last year we talked about the theme being that the streaming wars were beginning. and Begun um, the streaming wars. <laughs> this year, I feel like this year, the streaming wars stockpiled WMDs and there's no way I can watch everything and sign up for everything, which will lead into my favorite thing once we get there. But this year it really <laughs> feels like so many things that I can't watch because they're being held for the release of a service or they're on a service that I don't have. Mm-hmm. It's not like paying for cable. Where it's like, well, if I just pay for cable, I can have access to everything.
1: Nope you choose what you have access to yeah. is cbs all access to cbs yep. but only if
0: you're in the us if you're not in the us and great you can watch it on netflix that's fine <laughs> so i think also talking through this episode i realized another theme for this year is uh shows that get canceled really fast <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah
0: Even before they air. It's like last year, everyone's getting into animation and realizing how important it is for the strategy. And this year, they all realized how expensive animation is.
1: And they're canceling... They're not giving them a chance, necessarily. Yeah. Which, in some cases, is too bad. Yeah. I can't say every case. But in some cases, is too bad. Yeah. But also, I think some of that is... What are they vetting and what are what is success for them? You know, does everything have to hit a certain level or can things stay niche and try to build an audience? And is the binge philosophy hurting things in some ways?
0: Yeah, I for me, I personally think it does, because if I binge something, I don't think about it except for like those two days until a year from then when the next season comes out.
1: Right. And I think some of that is starting to change. I think things like Disney Plus is planning to release things. Here are some episodes and then some time to pass. And then here's some more um, going back a little bit to like the model of seasons for things like voltron like here's six episodes now here's <laughs> six episodes at the end of the year um but i think you know s- things need to linger in our minds they're just here and then they're gone and then you forget about them and you're like wait there's another season of that show now mm-hmm. you know like there's more disenchantment and i'm like what even happened in that show? Do I remember <laughs> where what happened at the end of that? Like, I enjoyed it, yeah, but I don't remember it. It's still not here. I specifically, like, made time in my watching schedule. Like, I'm going to
0: re-watch Disenchantment Season 1 before Season 2 comes out for similar reasons. Like, I don't really remember all the details of where we wound up, um, but I know that it was a plot thing, and therefore I should refresh myself.
1: Yeah. Previously on... Like, we don't get those on streaming necessarily, unless well, they were network first. <laughs> then
0: well, good news right. with Disenchantment Season 2 specifically, there is like a five-minute
1: recap video. Oh, good. <laughs> In case you forgot, anything you need to know. Oh, good. I live by the previously on. Like, like the crazy ex-girlfriend. Like, without that, I wouldn't know. I wouldn't remember. Yeah, let's, here's a brief on showing you like one specific callback with
0: a character we had two seasons ago for one song, who is now a character for this episode again.
1: Right. And then, hey, remember when this exact thing happened and this like, yeah, I know what we're going to be working through this episode. (laughs) It's like sitting down for therapy. Where were we last time?
0: (laughs) Oh. Yeah. Okay. So, Chris, for you. Do you have any favorite thing or realization going through shows of 2019?
1: For me, I, my favorite thing is that there are plenty of shows for every, what I want to say, for every situation in which I can watch a show. Hmm. There's something that I enjoy that I can enjoy with just me and Jack. There's shows that I can watch with me, my son and my wife together. There's stuff for me and Rochelle, my wife, and there's stuff for just me. Like, I, I like that there's, there's something that hits all of those situations and all those relationships. Like, I'll watch Disenchantment with Rochelle and I can watch Infinity Train by myself. Mm-hmm. I can, you know, I can watch Bluey with all three of us and I can watch something like Scooby-Doo and Guess Who with Jack. Like there's plenty of stuff uh for every way that I can watch TV. Hmm. And and watch want to watch my animated shows and that's something that is only happening the last last year and this year it's very very new that for you for yourself you with the kid you with your kid and your wife you know it all just you can there's a show that can fit every relationship and situation wow so it's interesting there's a lot of animation
0: i feel like my favorite thing is the exact opposite realization
1: (laughs) (laughs) which is this
0: Zen-like acceptance that there's so many shows and I, I can let go and not follow everything I watched an episode of. It's okay. What, like, what what was the example that I gave? Um, Molly of Denali. What a great experience. What a great half hour of my life. I really enjoyed that and cherished that, and now I'm going to let it go because mm. this show isn't for me or needed for me. I would enjoy watching more, but I don't need it. And as we're required to pay more and more for things, I probably will just start. I don't know what I'm going to do to watch stuff for this podcast. There's too many streaming services. There there
1: are. And I think if, <laughs> if we chose, like, if we were writers get animated on this <laughs> streaming service, it'd probably be easier to keep up. Um, but yeah. we're like... We're an animation podcast looking at all forms of animation. And whether that changes, I mean, we we audiences have to pick and choose like what experiences we have. I mean, it's a it's a virtual buffet, but each buffet costs money. Like, would I rather have their chicken or their chicken? Or do I want this chicken? Cause I remember eating that. Same dish from the 80s. But it's only over here now. So, listenership in L.A., if you
0: work on any of these streaming services as a, a VP or producer of some kind, if you have, like, a reviewer pass to give to your favorite podcast, Writers Get Animated, let us know.
1: That that would be nice. I'm really fishing. I'm trying. I'm trying. Whoosh. Whoosh. We wanna be able to let audiences know like what's out there. You know mm-hmm. there's a there's a lot to be watched and there is a lot of great storytelling happening right now. It is as we've said in the years past, we are in the golden age of animation for people. There's just something for literally anybody that's think- out there right now. Everyone has something out there and not just not just something, but something good. Something great is out there for for you. And if you're not giving any animation a
0: chance, well then I don't know why you're listening to this podcast, but you've made some life mistakes. <laughs> Maybe also, on both counts. <laughs> but also welcome. Yes. <laughs> Glad <laughs> I made it through this entire episode of the best animated shows of twenty nineteen. Awesome.
1: Well, shall we talk homework time for next time? Let's.
0: For next time, please check out the new movie. New? The movie that is new. That's not a franchise that is new. The Adams Family. Because we're going to talk about that next time in our... I guess our Halloween themed episode of the year. (laughs) We didn't really plan
1: one, but I guess it works out for Adam's family. It does. It that's it's definitely spooky how that works out. Spoopy. Spoopy. They released a creepy thing in October. (laughs) What?
0: What? As always, thank you to our engineer Nigel Catino and to Jacob Reed for our theme music.
1: Find us on the web. Let us know what you think about the shows. What are you going to still be watching next year? What did you enjoy from this year on Twitter at WG Animated? And find our show notes, links to shows past that we've talked about on writersgetanimated.podbean.com. If you enjoy our show, leave a review wherever you want You know, on iTunes or some other place that has reviews of podcasts that helps people find us. Write a physical handwritten
0: note and just keep it for yourself in a drawer. That's fine.
1: Writers get animated. Help me find so many new shows. I appreciate the way that they, whatever (laughs) it is. I'm not, uh, that's what it does for me. Yeah. (laughs) Write your own review. (laughs) Whew. Okay. Man, that was a lot. I got to take a nap or something. Man, there's so much. There is just so much out there. And I think I need to fold some laundry tonight. Uh, <laughs> I still have laundry to fold.
0: It's a new recurring uh, Writers Get Animated Euphemism for watching
1: <laughs> cartoons. But it's true. I have it's Jack true. clothes to. I have so many Jack shorts and t-shirts to fold. <sighs> Better get started. <laughs> Good night, everybody.